Hey, hi, uh, I am Richard Donner, but you can call me Dick, and you're listening to Superman Movie Minute. Is that right? Did I do it right? another thrill-packed episode of Superman Movie Minute, the show that scrutinizes, analyzes, and you'll believe a man can flies is 1978's Superman the Movie, five minutes at a time. Proud member of the Fire & Water Podcast Network, I'm one of your hosts, Chris Franklin, and joining me on this journey through time and space and gum cards is... Rob Kelly. Rob, it's been a while. <laughs> it has been. We uh, we really rang the bell with the last episode. You, Everyone who listened to this knows why. This episode, I would say, won't be quite as thrilling as talking to Richard Donner, but nevertheless, we're going to have a lot of fun, because this is this was probably the first bonus episode we ever really talked about doing, right? I think this was the first idea we had. Yeah, I think so, yeah, and, and since we can't top Richard Donner... We're not even going to try, and we're going to talk about the Topps trading cards. <laughs> uh, now, we did – I should mention that we also did a Superman Movie Minutes segment for the Fire & Water sampler. We did. Uh, yes, we did. Yeah, and uh, we you can find that under the FW Presents feed, and there we talked about the first uh, Superman 2 TV spot. Uh, so, of course, we are heading towards uh, our eventual coverage of Superman 2, but as we – I uh, said previously we're going to do some fun little uh, interstitial episodes here. We talk about some of the merchandise and some other aspects, some other films that, that the uh, creative uh, folks on Superman the movie did. Uh, and so this time, as I said, uh, we were, uh, we're going to talk about uh, the uh, Topps trading cards that came out uh, when Superman the movie hit theaters in 1978. And, uh, Rob, I don't know, I, I, I th- I'm sure you agree, you weren't a popular movie or TV show from this period if you didn't get a Topps trading or gum card series. Oh, absolutely. I mean, if, if you had a certain amount of cachet, there was a trading card series. I mean, there, there were mashed trading cards. For Pete's sakes. I mean, what, what do you? I mean, I love them. What are you going to do with them as a kid? You're like, ooh, I got the OR one. I mean, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, I mean, I they I don't know. I, you know, you have kids. I don't. I don't know if trading cards are like still kind of a thing. I'm assuming they are still for sports related, like baseball and football and all that other kind of stuff. But I don't know if like these are a thing that kids pay attention to anymore. But when you and I were kids. Trading cards were huge. I had the Star Wars. I had the Supermans. I had a bunch of comic book ones. I mean, they were a huge, huge part of, like, the world of being into whatever you were into. Right. And I think – and honestly, my kids have had cards here and there, but as far as, like, collecting them or like we did or just, you know, making them, like, a random purchase out. No, unfortunately, no, I don't think so. But, yeah, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's a section, like, at most stores that have, like – um, you know, the baseball cards and the sports cards, but, uh, and I know they make, obviously still make non-sports cards, but yeah, they're not as just like comic books aren't everywhere. Like they used to be when we were young kids. Uh, it doesn't seem like trading cards are either, you know, it's, it's, it, you know, there's not a, I don't think, you know, you're not going to walk into, uh, a Walmart, and there at the checkout counter, there's a box with Flash TV show trading cards. Right. There might be Flash TV show trading cards, but they're not at Walmart. You know what right, I mean? Right, so right. it's 
it, it's it's kind of sad. But uh, I remember I had some Superman the movie trading cards. Uh, I had I remember I seem to recall that I put a sticker from Superman the movie on my old Empire pedal bat cycle uh, <laughs> that I had. Uh, I, I have one today, but it's not my original one. And uh, I, the one, oddly enough, the one uh, sticker from this era that I still have, I have a, uh, it's not Superman, but uh, I have a, a lunchbox that's a Snoopy and Woodstock lunchbox that originated with my sister that became a hand-me-down for me before I even went to school, and I put stuff in it. And, like, now I've got color forms pieces in it. I still got <laughs> it. Uh, and... and on the outside of this box is a sticker that's been there since 1977 or 78 or so. It's of Grand Moff Tarkin. It's of Peter Cushing. <laughs> I had that one. There's a photo of me holding that very card. Oh, wow. Yep. Cool. Yep. Oh, I love and, the Star Wars stickers. Oh, they were I, – yeah, I put that stuff everywhere. And I had no idea – you know, like as we, famously, I did not get to see Star Wars in the theater. But that didn't stop me from, uh, you know, getting Star Wars merchandise. And uh, I had I don't know why I probably didn't even know who Grand Moff Tarkin was, but I would never who would know that in later years that like Peter Cushing would be like my personal hero of horror <laughs> movies, you know. So it's just fitting that Peter Cushing's on my lunchbox. Uh, so <laughs> time, time is a flat circle. <laughs> it's right. It's right. <laughs> uh, now, as far as I talked about Tops, but you also had Don Russ and Fleer and all these other companies that released cards, but Tops was kind of the king. Yeah. Of uh, of these cards, uh, they released two series of Superman the movie cards. Series one consisted of seventy seven cards. These have white borders. Uh, they also had six regular character portrait stickers with blue borders, uh, and six foil stickers, mostly action shots of Superman. And those foil stickers uh, were apparently a, a step forward uh, for trading cards. As 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 uh, we knew in the you know in the late eighties, early nineties, everybody got crazy with trading cards with foil and oh, holograms yeah. oh. and, and, and all those, you know, different, uh, like, just like comic books did, uh, you know, uh, around that same time. But Superman, the movie was ahead of the curve there too, because they had foil cards. Uh, series two had 88 cards with red borders. Uh, they had six red bordered character portrait stickers and 10 foil stickers in that series. And, uh, I believe I have a complete set here in a binder sitting next to me as we go through these. Uh, although it's hard to find scans online of all the stickers. Now, you can find the cards, uh, but the stickers are kind of hard to find pictures of online. And I have two of the silver Superman uh, symbol on black, so maybe I'm missing a sticker. If somebody says, oh, well, you must be missing this sticker, then let me know. I mean, we're not going to go through every card, but if somebody knows a place to point me to a, a shot of all the stickers, uh, I'd appreciate it so I can find out if I need to go obsess over the sticker I'm missing. Uh, so, <laughs> and, and, and oddly enough, this, this, uh, set of cards I got, I got it at a rather, uh, unlikely place. I went with Cindy, uh, my wife, Cindy collects Barbies and I went to a Barbie show with her and just a little small, uh, you know, uh, little show it wasn't like a convention or anything, but, and, uh, one day show. And this, there was a guy there that had like our stuff. He had a table full of like comic stuff, toys and and collectibles and things, and he, he had... He figured there would be some husbands there. Yes, exactly, and I'm like, thank you, and I basically stayed at his table all day. Uh, but <laughs> I talked to him. He was a cool guy. Uh, but I bought this uh, set of cards from him, so I was ha- a few, this was about 10 years ago or so, so I was, I was happy to have them. So that was just a little fun, little cute story for you, though. But uh, the card backs uh, on the cards, 
have text in the form of movie facts or they summarize the story in parts or there are parts of a huge puzzle that form some picture of Superman. Series one gives you that classic shot of Christopher Reeve standing in front of the American flag with his hands behind his back. And series two gives you a nice side view shot of Superman flying upward with Metropolis in the background. Uh, the text on the back oddly does not match the card image on the front. Did you <laughs> notice that, Rob? <laughs> no, I can't say that I did, but now that you say it, yeah, it does. <laughs> I think they were like, that's probably a little too much coordination. So it's like, all right, just, it's fine. <laughs> right. And like, for instance, card number four has that classic image of, of Reed flying at us with one fist out, but on the back it tells us that Jack O'Halloran was a professional boxer. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm used to trading cards, fronts and backs kind of matching up, but uh, not here. So uh, imagine getting a baseball player and having the wrong stats on the yeah. back, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one, yeah, that would have, yeah, I had baseball cards as a kid. That would have made my head hurt if that had happened, yeah. Right, right. Uh, the card images are a mix of scenes from the film and publicity shots with a few behind-the-scenes production photos thrown in here and there. Card one and two, we start out with a card featuring Chris Reeve as both the Man of Steel and Clark Kent, of course, which is a, a great way to start. Uh, number three is a really lovely shot of Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. Uh, that's just a really nice picture of Margot as Lois. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't recall seeing that photo a lot. No, that's not know. a photo you see in a lot of the publicity stuff. Yeah, it looks like it's from the helicopter rescue scene because she's got the little yellow suit outfit on. So. Yep, yep. The first card, uh, does that does not suggest that that photo was taken before Reeve bulked up for the role? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that is it, one it, skinny it, looks a little thin there, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing where this is – a lot of this stuff is, you know, early production photos and stuff. The, Christopher Reeve's uh, – weight and muscle mass shift wildly in this card set. Yep. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> now the Clark Kent shot, he looks thicker, you yes. know, yeah. uh, he's got a, his necks all filled out and yeah, he looks a lot bigger. So yeah. Uh, yeah, that's good. Good point. Yeah. Uh, number five, I'm sure is a favorite Rob. It's, oh yeah. Uh, Valerie Prime, uh, as Eve, they call her Eve more than Miss Tessmacher in this card set. Like a lot of, uh, production uh, material does. Uh, she's in her red uh, in her wig with her red dress and her tool belt from the missile ploy. Uh, so I don't know if that's you know it's like a, it's like the early version of uh, of uh, uh, tool time the tool time girl on the home improvement I guess yeah, I don't know. Anderson, yeah, <laughs> isn't it interesting that that shot is clearly a posed shot, but yet it's on the set. It's not like if you look at the shot of Christopher Reeve, that's done at like some studio somewhere and we'll see similar photos of Jackie Cooper and Mark McClure. It's clearly those were shot at a, at a place with, you know, you could set up the lighting. But yet that card, that shot of her was done, you know, like at the set, like they were doing stuff for the merch or for the publicity while they were on the set as well. Yeah, that's on the bridge. It's on the bridge right, that she right. climbs up from underneath and, 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 you know, changes the, the, the vector on the missile. Yeah, yep. exactly. Yeah. That is interesting. Yeah. And we, we get another shot, like you said, the next card, uh, or I mean, actually card number seven is Jackie, Jackie Cooper, uh, in Prairie white mode with his, his tie undone standing against that same background that Christopher Reeves against mm-hmm. <laughs> earlier. Yeah. <laughs> number 10, uh, is Mark McClure is Jimmy Olsen. He looks way too excited. He's very goofy. Yeah. Hi, everybody. I'm Jimmy Olsen. I'm every bit as annoying as you might expect. (laughs) 
Yeah, I, I, that's like, oh man, Mark. Ooh, you didn't know, you didn't know it was going to look like that, did you? When you agreed to that. <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, number twelve, I think it's interesting. We get to some info on the back. The back mentions John Williams' famous scores for Fiddler on the Roof, Towering Inferno, The Poseidon Adventure, and Earthquake. Before getting to Jaws, Star Wars, and Close Encounters, and I have to say that almost nobody seems to. John Williams resume is so impressive so legendary that it's like we almost forget everything before jaws and it was it most composers would kill to have that resume oh yeah but then you know it's (laughs) it's like we forget the poseidon adventure and the towering inferno and and all those movies because we start thinking of jaws and we think of star wars and close encounters and superman and indiana jones and you know and jurassic park and then you know and and so yeah it's yeah if but john williams is of course john williams So one thing I did notice is that basically like the first dozen cards are intermixed with some scenes, but they're, they're kind of setting up all the characters. It's like, we've got a Superman card, a Clark Kent card, a Lois card, a Miss Tessmacher card, a Lara from Krypton card. We've got an Otis card, a Perry White card, a Jimmy Olsen card, a Pa Kent card, no Lex Luthor. Yeah. Like, I mean, uh, now Gene Hackman, Gene Hackman will appear in this set later on, but he is not represented very well how much he's not very he's not well represented considering how big he is in the movie like he's a he only appears in like two cards out of the first 77 yeah and it's it's interesting too because marlon brando doesn't appear until the end of the set yep so it makes me think almost that maybe they were like negotiating with him and didn't (laughs) didn't get straightened out until they were deep into production or something. <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. I hadn't even I haven't thought about how little Lex like you said, he's in it, but he doesn't like get as many Otis gets more FaceTime right. than Lex does. Yeah. And and will I mean I might as well go ahead and say it. Otis gets a freaking foil sticker. <laughs> kids kids he's love the only uh, villain. Kids love character actors. It's just the way it is. We all know that. I, I guess, yeah, it must be, yeah. Uh, card number seventeen is interesting because we get uh, we get the uh, the uh, stormtrooper like uh, uh, <laughs> soldier briefing military police on Krypton. We can see the council talking to him, and this, of course, was a scene uh, that wasn't in the movie right, in, right. when you went to the theater in 1978. Yeah, it was cut. You know, it's if you had this card set and then we're watching the ABC version of Superman the movie in 1982 or whatever it was, you're like, yes, finally, now. <laughs> it all comes together. <laughs> the card just before it, the, the shot of the three Phantom Zoom villains, I love the staging of that, that we see all three of them in the one shot. Like we have Ursa in the front, Nan at the left, and then straight in the center we see Zod. Like that's a, just a really beautifully composed picture. Right, yeah, yeah. In the shot of Zod in the card before that, number 15, God, he looks so creepy there yeah, with that lighting on him. Ooh, jeez. Yeah. He looks just, ah, yeah. He's scary man, scary man. Uh, number 28, we're jumping forward quite a bit. This looks like it's just a shot of Kal-El's rocket against a black background, no stars. It's it's just like, a, like you know, while it was hanging there, they took a <laughs> They took a shot of it against the black backdrop, uh, which is interesting. So, you know, you get a nice little – looks like a Christmas ornament, you yep, know, hanging right, there. Right. So, so <laughs> oh, another cut scene, number 34, the youthful Lois Lane and parents. It's probably the only way most folks knew who that little girl was on the train from the theatrical cut. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, and of course we get uh, 
we get uh, the back of Kirk Allen, uh, his head, and we see Noel Neal there. So uh, that's nice. Nice to see them there. 46, we get scenes from Luthor's Gauntlet, Trial by Fire, and 48 is the Ice Peril. So there's a couple more cut scenes for you uh, that you were probably wondering where were these scenes in the movie. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's three whole cards devoted to that sequence. Uh, it's, it's interesting. I wanted to jump back. There's one card. Uh, the uh, <laughs> I love the card where it's flight over Metropolis, and it's right in the background. Is the Statue of Liberty? You know, like just reminding people that you, yeah, this is actually just New York City. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's some there's some really nice shots of Christopher Reeve in this sequence. Um, number forty three is kind of a it's the hands on the hip, but it's more of an upshot of him. I don't see a whole lot, and a Soul Survivor of Krypton, and then number forty four. Uh, preparing to leap skyward. Uh, it's a nice shot. These are all the ones that he's standing with uh, New York in the background. He's actually there some, somewhere along the uh, the river, and uh, you can see it uh, back there. And it's it's there's some different shots that you're not used to seeing unless you go like to CapeWonder.com, where of course like every photo ever made of Superman in the movies there. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a quote. There's a really cool quote on the back of card number 44 that I just pointed out. Uh, from Christopher Reeve, he says, with Hamlet, all we really know is that he dresses in black tights, talks to skulls a lot, and gets depressed. But everyone has this precise idea of Superman. He's been around for 40 years. Uh, of course, uh, he didn't know that everyone but modern WB executives and filmmakers uh, who would get Superman confused with the depressed Hamlet. So, but, you know, hey. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Number 64 is uh, kind of exciting for comic fans. First appearance in the comics, 1939, with the cover of Action Comics number one. Yeah, that, uh, that's nice. Yeah, that's a cool, nice little bit. And, uh, you know, they uh, I remember Topps did the similar thing with uh, in the Batman card set. I think there were cards for uh, the Batman movie card set. I think there were cards for Detective 27 and Batman number one, as I, as I recall. I haven't looked at it in a while, but I seem to remember those. So, yeah. Uh, Number 69 in card 69 through 74 is when we finally get all those Brando cards and they put them all pretty much together. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like Brando's in every card from like <laughs> in that sequence, which is like, again, where was where was he? You know what? What was going on with that? <laughs> they're like, they're like, we finally got the rights Do as many cards as we can before he changes his mind. <laughs> like, he just put them out quick. Right. They could have showed us a picture of a green suitcase, I guess. But exactly, right. The space bagel or whatever, yeah. The space bagel, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have to uh, laugh at uh, card 60, which is confronting mm -hmm. the arch-criminal Lex Luthor. Not pictured, Lex Luthor. <laughs> You're right. He's not in the picture. The, you, you see Superman, and you see Otis, and you see Miss Tessmacher, and they're looking at Lex's direction. And if you know the scene, which of course everybody does, it's him sitting at his desk. But the way the picture is cropped, you don't see him. So it's, okay, I'm confronting Lex Luthor, I guess. You know, we don't see him in this picture. <laughs> right. It's like, I mean, we, we see Lex on uh, card number 68. And uh, that might, is that the first time we see, or he's in 67 too. I, we don't see him a whole lot in here. Yeah. You're right. I, I didn't catch that. I mean, I, I'm not going to go back through and look at every card right now. But, but yeah, he, he is not showing up in these nearly as much as you would think yeah. and otis is all over the place yep. and miss tessmacher yes uh, well, which you know i kind of understand why yeah 
Yeah. I understand. Who doesn't want to look at photos <laughs> of Valley Prime when you're putting together the trading cards? Uh, you mentioned the Jorel cards. I love card 71, the projection of Jorel. And it's just the shot of his head on a black background. And it just looks like he's going to break into Bohemian Rhapsody at any moment. <laughs> like, it's just like a very. It's I like, see a little silhouette of yeah, a man. <laughs> it's supposed to, I think it's supposed to be faded a little. It just looks very silly just having this disembodied head of Marlon Brando on a black background. <laughs> he's wearing a black turtleneck against black background. Yep. Yeah. It's, yep. it's exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's good. That's funny. Uh, number card number seventy three on the back tells us the, that uh, Chris Reeve got trained by David Darth Vader Prowse. So cross promotion with another top card property right there. Uh, so that I thought that was neat. Uh, David Prowse gets a shout out. He can't get into a uh, uh, celebration, Star Wars celebration, but he can get on a top trading card set for <laughs> Superman the movie. Uh, so so, so <laughs> I don't does that seem right? But there you go. Uh, number 81, uh, we're in the series two now. Uh, number 81 has a nice, uh, close up of, uh, of, uh, Jeff East and his fake nose as young Clark Kent, although it doesn't look fake here. It looks good. So, uh, that's, that's, that's nice. And, you know, the pre, uh, we pointed out, that's one bad thing about Blu-ray. Everything's so clear that yeah, you can kind of, yeah. <laughs> kind of see those nose isn't the same color. So I really like card 80, which is sunset in Smallville. And it's just the silhouette shot of him in front of this really beautiful sky and it's that's not a scene that i can think of where that comes from i wonder if that's another cut scene because there's no scene i can uh, think of of him just sort of pondering the sky like that i, I guess maybe it's just a alternate shot from when he's standing out in the field when maybe you know maul has to walk four miles to right to go see him his elderly mother has to go <laughs> walk through all that wheat to <laughs> it's like gee clark you got super speed you can meet her halfway at least yeah, you know yeah. uh but <laughs> Yeah. Uh, number 95, we do get Luthor, and uh, he is in his EMT disguise hovering over Eve in another cut scene. We never, you know, all we did, we saw is like, anybody hurt? You know, that's all we really saw of that. So, uh, you know, and, and uh, so Gene Hackman gets to, you know, hover over Valerie Perrine in her red dress. So, you know. Good stuff. Good day for Gene Hackman. Uh, <laughs> you have to mention card 96. That what is Christopher Reeve doing in that photo? What is he doing? He is so goofy looking. What? Who told? Who told him to make that pose? That is, and you know what? I want to mention this. Like, um, the whole set, both sets, are available for. You can see them at a website called Christopher Reeve. Dot co dot uk we will have a link to it in the show notes that way you can see all these i didn't want to take all these scans off this site because this site was nice enough to post them and you can look at look at them in a screen in a slideshow presentation but i mean this photo of christopher reeve i've never seen this post photo and good thing because this is no this is just a, a no <laughs> it almost looks like he's doing the thing where uh, what's his favorite ball team, Kent? When he almost answers him, but yeah, yeah. yeah he's uh, yeah, it's it's a little yeah, it's it's Very obviously goofy. the same photographer that made Mark McClure made that awful goofy ball face because yeah. yeah, this is yeah. Although nobody would ever believe this guy's Superman, no, I'll just say that. That's you know, a good so. point. It's the best disguise possible. <laughs> that's true. Uh, number number ninety seven. It's our per- close personal friend, Dick Donner. <laughs> this is the best card in the set. <laughs> it is. I mean, this would be cool, like, if you ever got to meet him to get him to sign it. That'd be oh, cool to have. Oh, you know? my God. That'd be so cool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So, yep. Director Richard Donner gets his own card as well. He should. He should get at least one card. He should have got a whole, like, subset, I think. But, uh, yeah. 
Uh, number 98, a uh, nice quote from John Williams on the back. Uh, it says, it's a wonderful film. After the screening, I knew I would need three major themes. One, for the flying scenes, a very positive and strong theme, since he is, after all, a symbol for good. Another, as a love theme for Lois Lane and Clark Kent. The third would be a theme for the planet Krypton, something futuristic. And, of course, we pointed out in our covers that this movie has three b- main themes. Mm-hmm. And there you go. That's the three main themes. There you go. So, yeah. So, Superman the movie, that not just one awesome theme, three. Three awesome things. Uh, card number 101, uh, the text on the back mentions the death of uh, Jeffrey Unsworth uh, before the film's release and the dedication to him at the beginning of the movie, which I thought was nice. Mm-hmm. So, nice they put that in there. Uh, <laughs> card number 103 oh, is uh, Face of Anger. <laughs> Scouring Andrews. Nothing like the... Yes, yes. That, n- nothing quite like that. It's kind of like me and that Graham Moff Tarkin, just like, Old guy sticker. Here's our old guy trading card. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's great. <laughs> Although, card number 108, Maria Shell plays Vonda. She gets, like, called out. You know, yep. Harry yep. Andrews didn't get name checked. But but Maria Shell, you know, she, she gets she gets her own card right up front, even though she didn't get a whole lot to do. But it was important. Right. Well, we she was a name the... that they could say, hey, look at these prestigious. Yeah. Right, because we talked about it. Then in that deleted yep. scene, her character does get a name. Someone says, here is Vonda, or so is Vonda. And so she gets a name. Harry Andrews' character never gets named. So that's why I guess why she gets a little bit of an extra. She actually, character actually gets a name. Yep, yep. And speaking of the chamber, the, the council, the chamber of the council of elders in card number 113, I don't recall ever seeing that look that brightly lit We that you actually get that good of a shot of that set. And it's it's really cool. It's almost like, you know, it's like the Hall of Justice meets the Fortress of Solitude or something. <laughs> yeah, me neither. That that feels like they probably just let the camera, the tops people, you know, loose on the set to take some photos. Yeah. Uh, card number 120 again shows uh, Mysterious Hunt for Lex Luthor. It shows Superman walking through the underground tunnels toward Luthor's lair. It's not so mysterious in the movie because he just knocks the door in. Right. And we never see Superman. He drills through the ground and he knocks the door in. So It's a great shot. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it is great. The card number 128. Miss <laughs> Tessmacher with her cigarette holder and her boob window outfit. And it says, Eve Tessmacher, dizzy, devious, and delightful. <laughs> I, I agree with all, this, all those statements, yeah. Are, they, all the, they're, they're really pretty, like, complimentary to the, to the female cast. Like, card 116, you're going back a little bit, the one and only Lois Lane. And it's got Margot Kidder with her pen to her mouth, like thinking, like to me, that's a classic Lois Lane shot, like just mm-hmm. that kind of pondering, like what kind of trouble can I get into next? And I love that you can see she's got her reporter's notebook, and you can actually see there's doodles on it. It's not notes; it's actually little drawings, which I just think is utterly charming. Yeah, that is funny. Yeah, that's that, that is a great. Now, see, that's a great shot of Margot as Lois, because like you said, that's 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 prototypical Lois Lane. But yeah, yeah it looks like it's from the same series as the. The unfortunate Reeve and McClure <laughs> shot, but they did yes. Margo right. <laughs> yep. And, and the shot of uh, the next card is uh, is Glenn Ford as Jonathan Kent just leaning on a fence, mm-hmm. and that's a great that's a great shot of him. I mean, yep. that's that's Paul Kent. You know, yep. I mean that that's it's it's so homesy and folksy, and yeah, it's great. Uh, we do get a nice close up of Lex on card number one twenty two. Lex Luthor wants you because he's pointing right at us. So uh, at least you know. 
Lex is getting some love in series two, at least. Anyway, <laughs> I love one twenty seven. Condemned to the Phantom Zone, and it's a close up shot of the three of them, yes. and they're like screaming, and their hands are smacking the you know whatever the glasses. But that I told you, we talked about it way on the, when we did the show. Like that terrified me as a child. Just the notion of being trapped in this little thing, and so this is a scary card. Like seeing them look so scared, look so terrified. That's a it's really creepy. Yeah, it is. And it's it's just skewed slightly so it doesn't look like they're just like it looks like it's an actual effect shot from the movie. It's yep. not just them like from a production shot yep. of them just standing there waiting to be put into it. Yeah. So um number card number one thirty four, I, I know you'll like this one. Uh the back reads the musical score for Superman the movie is extremely popular based on the record breaking sales of the soundtrack album. The song Can You Read My Mind, performed by Margot Kidder in the film, will probably be nominated in the best song category <laughs> during the next Academy wow. Awards ceremony. We're pretty confident. Uh, I looked that up. Yeah, no, it was never nominated. No. John Williams' score was nominated. It should have won because who remembers the score to Midnight Express? But the song never even got a nod. Uh, so there you go. Uh, the front of the card is interesting because I don't. That seems like another cut scene of. Uh, Miss Tessmacher with her arms around Lex as he's sitting in a chair. I don't remember any sequence like that, so I think that's another cut, like a trim or something. Yeah, I think that's from the extended the TV cut when he's playing the piano. Uh, oh, you're early. right. You're right. That's got to be what it is. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, you're right. Another another cut scene. Yeah. So they're all over this card set. Yep. <laughs> um, 135, John Barry, Master of Illusion, and it's a shot of John Barry on the Fortress set. So... He got his own card. I mean, the Salkinds didn't get a card, but John Barry got a card. <laughs> yep, yep. He looks thrilled <laughs> to be John there. Barry. He looks thrilled to be there, too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Only Alan Moore looks more thrilled in photographs <laughs> than him. It's the beard, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> uh, interesting, 139 and 141 show Valerie Perrine and Susanna York out of costume, and they're both look like they're in similar outfits in these black V-neck outfits. It's really weird. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, they're, they're not in anything that we see them in in the movie. So it's like they just took pictures of them like on the set and just like snapped a picture of them. It's like, okay, that's <laughs> – <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't understand that at all. Like, why that? I, not to get off topic, but I have a a mash board game, and there are pictures of four of the cast members, and the picture of Loretta Swit is her just in regular clothes. And I'm like, are you telling me they didn't have a still of her in an outfit from Mash? Like, why she looked like, you know, like why is she wearing a sweater from like 1978 fashion? So this is the same kind of thing. Like, it almost feels like they were like, look, we need it. We need another Valley Prime card. So like, call her agent on the phone and have them send some headshots over. Like, all right, here you go. They they could have put some of those shots in from uh, that were in the uh, the the Treasury editions. You know, that yeah. that we were like, wow, wow, you know, or something. <laughs> And then conversely, but yeah, they yeah they just yeah. conversely in card one thirty seven, uh, which is of Ursa, which she gets more love in the in this card set than she ever got in the first movie. Uh, that is her on the, like that's clearly a posed shot because that there's nothing like that in the movie. It looks like a a, a Duran Duran album cover, you know. It looks like it's with this, that kind of feel to it. But that's that's a great shot of her. But again, that's something they must have done specifically for publicity or the card set. Yeah, her name is Urso, and she dances in the sand. <laughs> I like it. Uh, 
Uh, number one fifty card number one fifty two, the movie set for Krypton, it says, and it shows the council chamber floor again, but with Richard Donner's monogram director's chair in front of it. I think that's cool. Yeah, I love that. That's great. That's a, that's a nice that's a nice card. That's cool. There's another uh, Christopher Reeve looks a little skinnier on uh, card number. 146, it might be the angle, but it's the stupendous man of steel, and he looks a little thinner there, too. So, yeah. <laughs> so, different as the production of the movie went on, you know, the man was working out like a, a madman, and mm-hmm. they took forever to film this movie. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, got any more cards before we get to the end of the card series proper that you wanted to mention, Rob? I like 156, Lex Luthor, madman or brilliant scientist, question mark. And it's him at the piano. Again, yet another uh, cut scene. Uh, card 164, the objective of Lex Luthor. It's just a picture of the missile draped in a tarp. Like, really, guys? That was the photo you had to run? Like, that's the most boring. I can imagine, <laughs> like, if you got that, opened it up, you're like, oh, I got the stupid, you know, army card. Like, who cares about that one? Um, I really like the shot in 163 of Ned Beatty uh, on his way to the lair of Lex Luthor. That's actually a pretty creepy-looking shot of Otis. Otis is not a character that gives you that vibe, but the shadows on his face are really quite effective. And then it's weird that the the last card in the set, 165, saving a power plant, which is him, Superman, uh, turning off the, the power. It's really weird to me that, like, they had to know that this was the last card in the set and, like, they don't have, like, a summing up card. You know what I mean? Like like a card of, like, a shot of Superman or, like, the movie poster or something. Like, it feels like the set doesn't end. It just sort of stops. I know I'm, like, kind of overthinking it, but you know, what the hell? No, you're right. I mean, I was going to point out the same thing. What a what a way to end. He's just shutting off the power switch. I mean, yeah, I know there's sparks flying everywhere, but that's, like, one of the most least exciting saves that Superman does in the movie. And then they get the last card, which is, yeah. Uh, that, that card of Otis you talked about, that's the one that's reproduced as the foil sticker. Oh, so. okay. All right. <laughs> The creepy, the creepy Otis is the foil sticker of Otis. Yeah. Uh, so that'll do it for the cards. Now, as, as I mentioned, that each each uh, each pack of cards it came with ten cards and one sticker uh, and one piece of gum that would cut your gums like nobody's business. <laughs> that hard piece of tops bubble gum that you would, could throw at somebody and kill. I'm it would always, sure. it would never like when you put it in your mouth, it would always shatter like it was glass, like, you know it wouldn't get chewy, it would just yeah. shatter into pieces. Right, and it's like you know, I like Bazooka Joe bubble gum and it was soft, so I mean after you first, th- it was hard but when you first put it in your mouth, it it started to kind of get soft you know, but you got the comic strip with it, but yeah, not the, the gum that they put in with the the cards was just like, I mean, you could literally use it as a razor blade. Like, a, you know, you could like use it in an exacto knife as the blade to cut <laughs> stuff, I think. But, <laughs> but anyway, uh, series one actually had portrait stickers, included two of Superman, one of Clark Kent, that nice pick of Margo uh, from card number three is Lois, uh, Cardalera, and that goofball shot of Jimmy. They made a sticker of that, believe it or not. <laughs> Uh, the full cards are all of Superman in Series 1 except for the S symbol. Uh, and like I said, in Series 2, there's there's one of Otis. Uh, uh, series 2 portrait stickers are of Jeff East as young Clark Kent, Superman, Lois, and the three Phantoms owners. So again, no Lex Luthor uh, and no Jor-El uh, sticker either, uh, oddly enough. Um, the wax packaging uh, that the cards came in, it has a nice drawing of, of Reeve as Superman with his hands on his hips uh, in front of the city. And it tells us that you get, like I said, 10 cards, one sticker, and one stick of bubble gum. Now, I don't know if you've seen the back of the, the package, Rob, but 
they had an offer on there. The one I've got, I've actually got a, a, a package here that was in with my cards when I bought it. Uh, it advertises a press sheet with all the cards. It's a 21 by 27 inch poster for only 250 and one Superman wrapper. Oh, wow. No. Oh, that's cool. I would have ordered that if I had ever seen it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if I could have read when I got these, I would have ordered that. You know? <laughs> yeah. I wasn't in kindergarten yet, so I couldn't I couldn't read. But I I would have definitely ordered that and like put it up on my wall or something. That I, I wonder how many of those are out there because, uh, you know, there's there's it's one thing it's it's easy to get a set of these cards. I mean, you can go online and and see them all, but they're also not very expensive. I mean, they're I don't they were uh, they must have produced a lot of them. People people kept them uh, in the package. You can find whole boxes of them at conventions. I was at a convention. Uh, I think it was uh, that was at the Lexington Comic Con back in uh, back in March, and uh, they had, some people were selling like a whole box of the cards, um, and uh, so they're they're pretty affordable, especially considering the movie's 40 years old now. Uh, so you know if, if you're if you're a big fan of the movie, you know I, I you know you might be able to even find this poster. I haven't went and looked for it, uh, but uh, man, if I could, I I wouldn't mind having that and hanging that up on the wall. That'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it's kind of funny to think about that companies in the old days probably had to hire, like, at least a couple of staffers to just handle all the mail-in stuff they used to do. That's not a thing anymore. Like, nobody does mail-in action figure deals. It's all online, and it's all just kind of like, oh, we'll just email you a PDF or something. But in the old days, you actually had to have people, like, put stuff in boxes and mail it out to kids and things like that. Yeah, that's that's true. Yeah, I mean, look how many offers that that Kenner had and, oh, yeah. and Hasbro yep. had back in the day. I mean, yep. I mean, Hasbro had a whole program running with the GI Joe flag points. I mean, you know, they mm-hmm. had to have mm-hmm. a whole department of people that, you know, it's like, Oh, well send this guy a hooded Cobra commander. He sent in three proofs of purchase, you know, or three <laughs> flag points or something. You know? Exactly. I couldn't, I was dying to get that mail in Boba Fett figure. That was a big deal in my life. Oh yeah. And like, I've, I've told that story many times of how I, I waited for 14 weeks at the mailbox for my Clark Kent superpowers figure, you know, so, <laughs> just like Ralphie in a Christmas story. So, right. yeah, I mean, uh, I don't recall ever sending in. I remember seeing things on like I can't remember what the offer was on the Batman trading cards, but I remember they still offered like things like that. I don't know if they offered a, a uncut sheet, but uh, I do have an uncut sheet of uh, Cindy got it for me years ago. It's a Batman flicker uh, ring inserts. Uh, that were, uh, yeah, I think they were gumball prizes back in the day, back in the sixties. And I've got an uncut sheet of those and, uh, you know, they, they're lenticular, they, you know, turn them and the image changes like a secret war shield. And, uh, I've got a whole sheet of those and it's, it's like, it's, I don't know, it's like eight by 10. Of course they're tiny, you know, mm-hmm. uh, the little, the little squares are tiny and I've got those framed on the wall and they look really cool. So man, I'd love to have an uncut sheet of Superman, the movie cards. So I might have to start looking for that and see, just to see if it's insanely expensive or not on, on eBay, if it exists, it just makes me wonder how many of those are out there, but. Uh, so you got anything else to say about the top Superman movie cards, Rob? Uh, I will say I think I like the design. It's the, I mean, it's the same design, but I like the design of the second set, just the red border more than the white border. Just to me, it has a little more visual life. Um, I think the photos on the first set are more interesting, but they would be because they're, you know, they're, they have the intro cards of all the characters and stuff like that. But I think overall it does a pretty good job. I mean, considering how, you know, that we know how chaotic 
the production of that movie was, it's kind of amazing that the, the card set is almost as coherent as it is, that most of the scenes are in the movie. Um, there's a couple of, you know, bits here and there. You mentioned, like, the, you know, the Stormtrooper guy or whatever. But for the most part, you can get a decent handle on the movie. And it's a nice commemorative little keepsake of a great movie. I and mean, that's what it's for, you know. I mean, that's what the Star Wars cards are for. That's It was an exciting thing to, to get the packs and open them up. And, and I, you know, geez, not even that long ago, I'd say big 10 years ago, DC put out that line of trading cards that were like famous comic covers or characters. And I actually bought a bunch of those. And even though I was an old man at that point, I still had kind of the thrill of like, oh, I got an Aquaman. Oh, I got a Catwoman. I got it. You know, there's still something about that that's exciting. So it's a neat set. And like I said, this was probably the first piece of merch that you and I talked about that we wanted to cover in a special episode because the trading cards were such a big deal when you were a kid. So I'm glad we finally got around to this. Right. Yeah. And as we've, as we've mentioned before, like with things like the, the treasury edition, these were the ways that you could take the movie home back then. You couldn't, right. I mean, VCRs were around when Superman, the movie came out, but very few people had them and Superman, the movie obviously wasn't out on, <laughs> on VHS or Betamax when, when the movie first came out. And it wasn't going to be out for a long time afterwards, and you couldn't afford it when it came out. Uh, so, uh, so yeah, this was a good way to, you know, you get all these cards. Uh, they were relatively inexpensive. You buy several packs, built you up a set, and uh, then you had more or less the story of the movie plus a bunch of other nice photos of the characters and behind-the-scenes stuff. So it was like a, it was another way to, to, to take the movie home in the day before you could literally take the movie home. <laughs> And it's it's something that's kind of you know it, it it's kind of funny because uh, uh, you know now nowadays you know there's a lot of toys and things that are blind packaged like cards are so there's uh, you know like uh, Danny gets the Lego uh, minifigures that are coming blind packages the funny thing is with those though is is we can feel around in the package and say <laughs> oh right. well this one's got this is a Batman because he's got I can feel his ears you know. <laughs> Oh, oh, and here's his here's his plate. This is the lobster thermidor Batman from the Lego Batman movie. You know, uh, let's get this one. You know, we will. I mean, I don't know how many hours me and her have spent in a store like feeling Lego packages in the last year or two. Uh, but you can't do that with trading cards. But yeah, there is that thrill of when you open it up. You're just like, oh yes, I got a Superman sticker. Not mm-hmm. oh, I got an Otis sticker. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> so yeah, that's all I've got. To, I've got on this one myself. Uh, so um, be sure to check out the other fine shows on our network. Rob hosts a bunch. I host a bunch. Uh, we won't uh, plug them here because I think we've plugged them enough. But uh, go to firewaterpodcast.com and you'll find all sorts of shows with Rob and myself and all our friends uh, that uh, you should be listening to if you're not. I suggest you do. Also, uh, thanks as always to Pete the Retailer and Alex Robinson for welcoming us into the Movie by Minute family and allowing us to use their format. Be sure to check out all the great movie shows at moviesbyminute.com. We'll return for some more special episodes here and there before we jump into Superman 2. And so we'll see you next time on Superman Movie Minute. Bye. Bye. This country is safe again, Superman, thanks to you. No, sir. Don't thank me, Warden. We're all part of the same team. Night.